Hello, and thank you for once again joining us for our weekly sermon. This Grand Life Theological Collective is a fellowship based on the belief that there are many paths to God. God is the creator of the universe and intelligent enough to speak to all of his people in the way we will understand. Life is an adventure. We learn from it, and we hope that we can experience it and learn from it together. It has definitely been an interesting week. From the Chauvin verdict to Congress working on statehood for D.C., unfortunately, more police shootings, and Earth Day taking place. That is just to list a few of the things that took place this week. And with several states also celebrating Arbor Day in the next week, our environment plays a great role in our lives, both for the good and the bad. I'm not just talking about the environment that many of us think about. Garbage, air, water quality, but the entire space that we live in. Though our environment in both senses play a huge role in our lives. If we do not care for the earth, then we will suffer. I have no doubts of this, but I'm talking about more than just paying it lip service. I'm speaking about really putting the work in and the common sense work. Not protesting because people are driving. Not protesting because people are eating meat. Or whatever you don't like that they are doing. But looking at your environment. Starting in your own backyard. And then working out. Psalms 104, 25 through 30 tells us there is the sea. Vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond numbers. Living things, both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, and the Leviathan, which you formed to frolic there. These all look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. So, what can we learn from this verse? Well, we can learn to care for the earth. To send your spirit to create and renew the face of the earth. To care well for the earth. We must immerse ourselves in the world we find ourselves in. A world of mountains, of trees, and waterfalls. But also a world of parks and backyards, front yards, patios, and more. We must fall in love with nature. Once you fall in love with nature, whatever cares you have, they become lightened. Therefore, it's important to bring nature to you, to your backyard, to your front yard, to your patio, your porch or stoop, and into your house. By accepting and bringing nature to you, you become one with it. Most of us carry the feel, the smell, the image of a special childhood place that meant a lot to us. The backyard where we played as children, a park in the woods. A park in your city. The woods themselves. We don't even have to close our eyes to see the trees or a grape arbor or the leaves 
that we buried our siblings or friends in. As our memories run through all the hours we spent in that nurturing place, we can almost feel the grass between our toes. Now I invite you to think of a place on this earth that you have loved, perhaps a landscape, perhaps a lake or river, perhaps a special tree or grove, perhaps a place where the sun has warmed you. Visualize that special place on the earth, a place where you have felt secure, a place where you have felt calm and refreshed. Think, how did that landscape, that stream, that soil, that mountain nourish your body and soul? Now, I have never met someone who did not enjoy a certain part of nature or have their own special spot. We come from traditions of nature lovers and nature writers. We read and find wisdom in Thoreau, Whitman, Emily Dickinson, and Rachel Carson, Mary Oliver, and Wendell Berry. We come from earth-based traditions for those who call out Brother Sun, Sister Moon, Father Sky, and Mother Earth. We come from the monastic traditions of Judaism, Christianity, a people, no matter the faith, has a vision of. And God saw everything that he had made and found it very good. And he said, this is a beautiful world that I have given you. Take good care of it. Do not ruin it. It is said before the world was created, the Holy One kept creating worlds and destroying them. Finally, he created this one and was satisfied. He said to Adam, this is the last world I shall make. I place it in your hands. Hold it in trust. Hold it in trust. Now, no matter what religion someone is, they have a version of this. They have a version of God creating the earth and man being given the duty to take care of it. All religious traditions agree that God has given life abundant, that life itself is a holy gift. In the Christian Bible, reading the parables of Jesus, we are reminded of how often he used nature as a teaching tool. He used images of fig trees, mustard seeds, and deserts. He used fish and water and wine to teach compassion and acceptance and love for thy neighbor. Love of the abundant life that we have been given. As faithful people, we are called to care for life, to hold life and trust, human life, animal life, plant life, and all the elements that sustain life, air, water, and soil. Even if you're not religious, you have to understand that you have this responsibility to your home, to your planet. And while we are here, the life of others, the life of the planet, is in our hands. We hold a sacred trust with each other and with God. Now, how many of us have held a newborn child in our arms? Or how many of us have felt awe and wonder for the miracle of birth? How many of us have held an animal in our arms in the moments before that beloved animal passed away? Then, too, we feel the awe and wonder of the miracle of life, the cycle of birth, the cycle of death. What if we lived remembering these feelings in everything we do? What if we treated each other, all those around us, remembering this feeling and how important life is? What if we held each apple, each flower, 
each cup of water and each person with the same awareness of the miracle of animal, vegetable, chemical life on earth. What if we always remembered that we hold in our hands a sacred trust? Now, reverence is the practice we need to care for the earth. Reverence is what we feel when we hold that child or a wounded animal or the hand of a person who is dying. Reverence for life is what is needed to save the planet and to save each other. And reverence is on the rise. Thank God reverence is on the rise. Global climate change, storms, droughts, child death from hunger, erosion, clear-cutting, oil pipelines, wildfires, masses of displaced family, the decline and loss of species in the rainforest, in the oceans, and the list goes on. Environmental disasters leads us to fear and to despair. If we don't look away or pretend it isn't so, knowledge and facts will lead us to reverence. And with that reverence, we can make a change. There is nowhere else to go. There is no escape. We must learn reverence. Reverence leads to food co-ops, organic farming, grass-fed beef, free-range chickens, recycling, smaller portions, permaculture, attention to the impact of how we live our lives on this earth, whose care we hold in our hand. In the past, we have not taken good care of our home, the trees, the water, soil, or air. We haven't always practiced reverence. We have made a mess of our planet, of our home. In this one creation, this one home, is all we have. It is ours. To sustain an attitude of reverence, we need to acknowledge our mistakes, our cynicism, admitting to our herbis, submitting to the good of the whole over our individual desires. How can we move forward onto a new path unless we acknowledge the reality of our complicity? Who among us has not failed to pay attention to our habits? Who among us has not eaten too much, thrown away too much, used too much oil, kept the temperature too high in the house, let the water run too long? Now, I'm not speaking of political correctness. I do not believe that there is a single standard of right or wrong. There are always conflicting priorities. Money is one. Not everyone can afford organic purchases, and that's all right. What's even better than organic purchases is a backyard garden. Corporate profit and capitalism? That's another. Money made on the backs of the latest trends in coffee consumption or workout gear or designer pets, it doesn't help the planet. There are conflicting health needs. Not everyone can eat whole grains. Not everyone can forgo red meat. We are all different. It's not a gold standard. It is a personal commitment. There's no one wrong way, just like there's no one right way. Each day, we live a new day. A day to begin. A day to care for the earth. To begin to care for our home. And to begin to care for each other. Each day is a day to begin again. What stirs in you? How do you wish to live from that place? 
To live in reverence will not only help us care for the planet, but it will also help us in our shared vocation of becoming more fully human. No matter the faith or beliefs each one of us holds, aren't we all on a journey to become more fully human together? A person of greater integrity, of greater honor, a person who is imperfect, who emits their mistakes and then does his or her best to make things good. Every day we can make things better or we can make things worse. Every day we have a choice, a chance to begin again in love. Living in reverence will help us on our journey to wholeness. Every place has the potential to be beautiful, to be filled with love. In other words, to be sacred. Our blue, gold, and green planet, it's indeed Noah's Ark. With over 7 billion people and billions of planets, billion, uh, billions of plants and animals, if we don't sail carefully and we don't take care of, tend to those that are on board, that are part of our home, well, we will all perish. God grants us the wisdom to care for the earth. God helps us to act for the good of future generations and all the creatures that make up this planet. God help us to become instruments of a new creation founded on the covenant of God's love. And we can do it. We can make every day better. We just need to start in the area around us and move out. Pick up that piece of trash. Plant the garden in your backyard or on your porch. You're benefiting yourself and you're benefiting everyone on this planet. Thank you again for listening to this week's sermon. This Grand Life Theological Collective is based on the belief that there are many paths to God. God is the creator of the universe and smart enough to speak to all his people in diverse ways. We are all brothers and sisters, and there are lessons that we can all learn and learn together. Life is an adventure that we must all experience and learn from, and we hope that we can experience it and learn from it with you. Now, to find out more about us, please visit us at our Facebook page at This Grand Life Theology or email us at thisgrandlifetheology at gmail.com. Thank you. Now go make the planet better.